Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. I'm, I'm happy that, <clears throat> that some of you are, are sitting and standing because I want you to feel comfortable in a moment like this. I don't want you to feel like, man, I, my legs are tired or, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about other things. Sometimes it's okay to just shut yourself off for a moment, close your eyes and sit down and just be in his presence. Better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. Better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. What is the power of one day? What is the power of one moment? There's a reason I, I, I am, I'm trying to stretch this people and stretch us a little bit, stretch myself a little bit to be okay in just the lingering. doesn't mean that every single time we come together, it's just going to be an hour long worship or two hours long of worship and music or whatever. But, but there's a key to it. There's a key to sitting in his presence. And that might be here. It could be in your, in your home. It could be working, whatever it might be. What are his courts? It's where his throne is. It's where his presence is. You could just say better is, his, better is one day in his presence than a thousand elsewhere. There is so much that can be done. There is so much that we have access to in one single moment, in one single day. So I, I, I was quiet here for a second. The, the, the difference in what I was experiencing on the way over here to when I literally stepped in this place is night and day. We were coming back from Tallahassee, and, and the one that's finally asleep here was screaming the entire way back. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, I'm going to have to minister in some kind of way right now. I'm just like, you know, this is tough. This is frustrating. And it's like I step into this and realize, like, He's here. His presence is here. He's wraps us around. And I, and, and when I step in, like, oh my gosh, all this is like, I got to get my mind right. I got to do all this kind of stuff. And I keep grabbing the microphone like I'm going to say something. Well, think something. Manufacture something. Say something to the people. Pull it out. And you know what? It's just all I hear is hush. Just be quiet. Be quiet. And you know what happened? Regina gave the word. And Ben gave the word, and Sherry Skinner gave the word, and it's everything that I started to think and say out of out of rest I was gonna say, but in rest they said and were effective, and it put me in the rest. And so I just want to be—I mean, more than anything—and I say this every Sunday—and more than anything, I want to be an authentic, real people and not a fake manufactured church. The central theme in what they sang about today, I feel like, was I kept hearing the word, and maybe you, maybe you only said it once, but that's what I heard that kept coming out was the word surrender. The power of surrender. The power of surrender in His presence. Most of the things that Yahweh has asked me to do or Holy Spirit has led me to do makes zero sense. Zero sense. Like not a little bit. Like usually I can't wrap my mind around it. And I think of how biblically accurate that is and how that should be actually encourage us. 
the walls of Jericho. You know what I mean? Like stories like that. Just march around them. You got it. Just do that. You know? Because more than anything, he also desires in us the real, the authentic. The real, the authentic. The real and the authentic. It's the only thing that brings about change. We can manufacture, trust me, we could, we have very talented musicians and we could learn every single song or we could hire a band and we could have pay people to be here to make this this uh manufactured sound that might you know lift you up and then we could you know uh we could have you could have hired someone you could have hired someone to come in and, and take this place that was more inspiring and had a raspier voice than me and could get people up off their chairs and get them, get them moving. And, and for that moment, for that moment, they might believe. And you'll get people in and you'll get people out. And if you push them hard enough, they'll fall down. And if you create an environment where they're uncomfortable not to act like they're experiencing something, they might kind of experience something. But I'm just not about it. And I know that this people didn't, didn't come this far to be about fake. And so I am going to be okay in the lingering. And I am going to be okay with everyone sitting down if they're tired during worship. But I want the heart, right? Like I want the heart. The heart to be okay in this moment. The heart to know that this He is here. And sometimes you don't feel it. Last week I was in the car and I told Eva, I was like, that was so weird in, in worship. I usually, I don't know that I've had a moment as of late that I, that I haven't just felt that presence. And she said, well, I did. And I just realized in that moment, like, he is here. He might not reveal himself to me the exact same way he does to Eva in that moment or the same way he did yesterday. But make no mistake, I can feel him in the wind this morning. Can you feel that this morning? I mean, better is one day, one moment right here that we get to come together. Let's not forsake these moments. Let's not move on to the next thing or the next song or any. Or, let's not. Because <laughs> I, I can't. I hope you can. I hope you're not okay with that. I hope we're not okay with, with just the church thing. I think I've said it enough. Hopefully y'all know I'm probably every Sunday going to say that. But I will always be a reminder. I'm always going to remind us of that to make sure that we don't just kind of get two ticks off. The only way to be relevant in this day is by being led by Holy Spirit. If you today are not led by Holy Spirit, if you don't know that you are being led by Holy Spirit, you will question every single day and every single move that you make. And everything that happens will be under a negative light. I should have made this decision. I should have done that. I knew I, I why, why are things, you know, working out with my house or whatever else, why are they working out this way? Man, it's taking longer than I thought. Man, this is, this is way more expensive and way more frustrating than I thought. Or the job didn't work out like I thought it would. Or, or the relationship didn't work out like I thought it would. 
But maybe, maybe our steps are ordered. You know what I mean? Maybe our steps are ordered. Maybe we, we really believe that and don't just read it. Maybe us getting late, a late start from Tallahassee today and the kids being all wild and everything, maybe in that moment, moment of frustration, actually Yahweh says, I have something to show you, son. Getting out, walking out with my boys, trying to get here all quick, and then, oh, wait. <laughs> He's not just in me. He's not just in you. He's in this family, and that's what makes this so beautiful, so amazing, and so powerful. There's such power in the union here, in the, in the joining, in the communion. You notice when people, when people leave a situation... Now, a lot, some people leave a situation. Holy Spirit led them away from a situation. And you always know when Holy Spirit led them away from a situation because you don't hear a whole lot from them. Because they leave. And I'm not just talking about church, so don't get people in your head and stuff. Come on. Like, let's, let's grow up a little bit. But, but from a situation, like whether it be relationships or whatever, you know, if they really believe in their heart that Holy Spirit led them away, you, you won't hear much from that situation. But those that leave a situation that they were never meant to and they're not sure about will find others that left a situation that they're not sure about and they will find common union in that. Be careful that you don't find common union in pointing the finger too. The only common union here in this house and among this family, what brings us together because I... I promise you, most of us are not alike. <laughs> but the thing that brings us together is, is, is the one, is Holy Spirit, is Yeshua the Christ. He makes this thing real. He orchestrates this. There is power. There is power in a moment like this. But we have to be aware to not see him as we saw him yesterday. He's the same day after day, but he reveals himself in some mysterious ways because he desires that you hear his voice today. Do not harden your heart. Today there is power in a day. He told me, no, he, I, he told me, I, I'm... I'm tied to this word. He told me to sacrifice my son. Bind him up. Put him there. I'm going to be faithful to the word. Are we faithful to a word? Are we faithful to a voice? Are we faithful to the whisper? Are we faithful to the presence? Are we faithful to the lingering? It's about relationship, not a word. So long have we lived on this like, this food, this, this fruit of the word. He called me to this, and I will be faithful, and I will do it. But what happens when he says, wait? I see your faithfulness. I've provided. I've provided. I, I saw your faithfulness. I saw your faithfulness in an age. 
But today, if you will hear my voice, if today you'll have a revelation of me, not because you read it or because you heard it, if today your expectation is me and not a person, if today you will hear my voice and obey, just walk in that. Be okay in that. Be okay in this lingering. This is where it is. This is where it's real, not entertainment. <laughs> Yeshua goes after one thing so hard in the New Testament. And that is the mask of the Pharisee. I had the honor and privilege to, to speak and to, um, to marry Katie Grammer, well, Russell now, and, and Tyler yesterday in Tallahassee. And it was a beautiful wedding. And, and the word that Yahweh gave me was, um, you know, Henry even it talked about it, about how God created us in his image both male and female, he created us. And it just again solidified in me the, the purpose, not just of, it, you know, I was talking about, you know, a, a man and a woman coming together and how Yahweh doesn't desire to just show himself forth in a male or just show himself for, for, forth in a female, but the, the joining of that, them becoming one, that's his full nature because he takes all the giftings and anointings in one and all the giftings and anointings in another and he brings those together not to walk side by side but to walk together as one so he reveals his full nature in the earth but the reason that that's important here because what i started to think about driving here today amongst the screams and everything was was that that's what he does with a family whether it be friends or actual blood family or, or this gathering here He's taken all the giftings and anointings and differences and everything else, and he's put Yeshua in the center of that and brought all of us together, pulled us all together, because in this family is him. There's so much strength in us gathering. There's so much power in us gathering. There's so much power in our relationships together and to be here and to linger and to just be in his presence because here his full nature is being revealed in Bay County, in our land, and where we're supposed to be in this moment and in this time. And so, so I'm going to be okay with this, but the pharisaical mask causes us not to walk together as family. It causes us not to be able to look into the mirror and say, I see God in that. I see him in me. David talks about the apple of my eye, which is an endearing term. Most of you know, I never knew what that meant. <laughs> the apple of my eye. But many say it's, you know, I think Hebrew, it's the pupil. It's that, you know, because it's about vision or whatever. But, but the apple of my eye talks about that you're close enough, you're near enough that you can see the reflection in his eyes. But what happens when we get near enough and we want to wear that mask and never rightly see ourselves? I had a vision of this, of this place and, and what a lot of this meant, the storm and all the ripping and the tearing and you know, all the stuff that ripped off this building and everything else. And I just realized that there's a lot. There was a lot that became a mask. 
when that thing was ripped off, when those roofs were ripped off, when things were torn away from us, I believe that it was an announcement that the the pharisaical mask of this people was being ripped off to reveal the foundation that was laid years and years and years ago. Man, I'm always brought back to and talk about a lot about what Apostle Ball in his office, I'm sitting in his office, and Joanne, Joanne played it for me, and it's on that crackly tape, and it's just one of his earlier messages. And he just makes this amazing point. And anybody that truly knew Apostle Ball knew that this was his heart. He just made the statement of when it's all said and done, when a man is buried in the ground, when his purpose is fulfilled, people could not point to that, should not be able to point to that man or that woman and say, yeah, makes sense. The only thing that they can point to is God. The only thing that they can point to is Holy Spirit. A life led by Holy Spirit. And now we have a family that is led by Holy Spirit. So that is the foundation. When we rip that back and we see the foundation we have to to lean on and to build on in these days, is it's the foundation of Holy Spirit, Christ within us, Christ around us, that we are surrounded by His presence and that we walk in His presence. And I could sit up here all day long and, and say the most convincing words or try to write down the best sermon I could ever come up with. But you know what I see today? (laughs) Is we can sing a thousand songs about him. We could say a thousand words about him. But what if he's right here and you can experience him? Why talk about him when you could just be with him? And that's the beauty of a day. That's the power of a day. That is why it's better, better one day in his presence, better one day in his presence than a thousand elsewhere. And I love, Henry, you, you talked about this last week about that you, that you, and you told me, you sent me this beautiful writing of, of what he declares to himself in the mornings now. And how important it is, it is for us to start our today with the declaration of who he is. Because in who he is, the apple of my eye, that's where you find who you are. We focus way too much on, you got to find who you are. You, gotta, you, you really need to know who you are in this day. There's a lot going on. But I can promise you, if you get the revelation of him today, you will see yourself without a mask in his eye. The revelation of who you are is in him. And sometimes it just takes the declaration. The Bible says that, that with my heart, I believe. We talked about the heart, but you know what the rest of that scripture says? It is with my mouth that I profess my faith. You see, there's so much of a, a process in this thing. There's so much of a leading and a guiding that sometimes it's, we talk about the heart and we got, we got it figured out. It's just all in our heart. I just got to keep my heart pure and clean. It says, yeah, you're there. Now, what about what comes out of your mouth? And I would say this about your situation and where we are today and, and what we're speaking over this house and this people. What is coming out of your mouth? What is coming out of your mouth? 
my wife challenges me all the time when I'm even joking about something about like, just don't even put that in the atmosphere. Don't even talk about it. And you can say that's spooky. Or you can see if you're going to say that's spooky, then don't follow that up later at church on Sunday by saying there's power in, in my voice and there's power in his word. And he put his word inside of you. So if his words inside of you, what's coming out of your mouth? about your situation, about your day, about this house, about this family, about those who aren't here today. Man. <laughs> who, who do you say that I am? Peter? Who do you say that I am, Peter? And when he finally gets something right and says it the right way, you know what he gets? An identity. He gets purpose. He gets a foundation. He says, I can build my church on that rock and on who you are. I will use you because you have the revelation of who I am. I will give you the revelation of who you are. And right before in that, that whole thing happens, I think it's, awesome that he talks about that he, he deals with the Pharisees with his disciples around him Bible holder I'm going to need you or microphone holder right before this whole this whole statement of of uh, who do you say that I am? It says, then the Pharisees and Sadducees came and testing him asked <clears throat> that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, when it is evening, you will say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. And he says this, he says, hypocrites, hypocrites, comes from the Greek word Hippocrates, which Apostle Damon talks about a lot. Hippocrates, meaning changing masks to fit a scene. Changing masks to fit a scene. So it's not, it's not, hear me today, it, it's not, we, we fire off at religion because maybe that's the root of a lot. But religion is also just repetition. Religion could be your expectation of today. When I went to South Carolina, I did not know what to expect, but I did expect something to take place. I had no idea. I'd seen some little, you know, I talked to Apostle Damon. I'd seen some kind of, you know, Facebook Live thing a little bit. And, oh, man, he's got good words and all this kind of stuff. But I didn't allow myself to think, okay, I'm going to get the word for me. I'm, I, I know that Damon's going to have something just powerful, whatever. I just came and said, I want an expectation of something I've never seen before. And it's not just about the place. That's not what makes that place so great. That's not why there's change and why people that have been sticking their arms for years walk in and in a moment stop. 
It's because they walk in with the expectation of change. They, they walk in with the expectation of something different, something new. And here, that's why I keep harping on don't become the hometown. Let's not be the hometown. Let's be that people of faith. Let's believe that when we say it, it's going to take place. Let's believe that when we come together, change is going to take place. Let's believe that in the lingering, he's here. Let's believe that when our legs are tired and we sit down, that might be a natural thing, but the response of our heart is exploding, that we, that we know him, that we know he's here. We believe in him and we believe in his presence. We believe in the power of a day, the power of a day today, 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 not tomorrow, not tomorrow and not especially yesterday. He deals with, with religion. Religion is just a part. It's the repetition. What Yeshua hates is the mask. What Yeshua hates is the mask. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. And you know, I don't see that question as, who do you say that I am? Because in in an old day, in an old paradigm, in an old mindset, we saw everything as a judgment. Who do you say that I am? Let's see if you get it wrong. You know how I really think that came across? First he asked, what, what, what do people say about me? They start saying everything, saying everything, and he goes, well, well all right, you've, you've seen me deal with the Pharisees. You've seen me work signs and wonders and miracles. You've heard people say things about me. But through all of that, you've walked with me. You weren't just there whenever I fed the 5,000. You weren't just there whenever I, you know, I, I made a blind man see. You weren't just there. It wasn't just a concert for you. Because after that, you walked with me. You followed me. You stayed with me. You weren't caught up and got just caught up in what happened yesterday. You believed in the, and had faith for today. What's next, Yeshua? Let me walk with you. So he says, brothers, sons, who do you say that I am? And I don't think he's sitting there waiting for them to trip up. He's, he's like... He's like, just let me hear this. Because I know that we've walked together. And I know that today, it's not about you missing who he is. It's you knowing deep down in your heart who he is and being okay to profess that with your mouth. And you need to make that declaration to yourself. Who is he today in your life? Not who did they say he was. And not what did he do yesterday, but what is he doing today? And it helps you to just grab that mask. And though it might be somewhat of a ripping and a tearing and uncomfortable, it might make you feel a little exposed. It might take you to the edge, mom, and you have to stand out and say, I'm not comfortable with this one. But it'll just be a moment because he's like that eagle that's flying around. The mom kicks that baby eagle out of the nest and he's free falling and the father though he didn't see him circling around 
just watching. I believe he's going to get it this time. I believe he's going to get it this time. And the fear is setting in and that baby's getting close and it's getting close. And he says, man, okay, he didn't get it this time. I'm going to swoop in and catch him. I'm not going to let him fall. Come here, bud. Let's try this again. He's circling you so that in this time, it's all right if we're wrong. It's okay to to be fearful sometimes of, of the unknown. Just know that deep down in your heart, there's belief and there's faith in today. Amen? Amen. We have reason to rejoice today for many reasons. But one of those is, is uh, our sister, Beth Woods, retired after 16 faithful years. And she's rejoicing today, and we rejoice with her. The greatest days are yet to come. The greatest days are yet to come. They are. They are. I don't just say that. I wouldn't just say that because I don't want to be wrong either. But I know that inside of me. I know the greatest days are yet to come. And sometimes something dies and ends so that you can go into something new. And it has to go away before this comes. You know? And then Jatim Walsingham was selected as the band director for Jinx Middle School. She wanted that, and that's awesome. There she is, way back there. Donna, did you have did you have something? Didn't you tell me? You text me. I do want to recognize Susan and her mom Patty. They're here today. It's their first time back. We're really happy that they're getting their life a little bit more in order. I prayed that car back to them, so there you go. Um, You know, we have a lot of people all over this world, um, really, that represent us, too. And uh, the Rock of, um, what in Connecticut, what's it called, Bill and Amy? Waterbury. Uh, I got a text from Amy this morning, and she wanted me to deliver it to the house here today. And, you know, I, I was encouraged by that because I know personally that they've, struggled a lot there and it was a confirmation to me that sometimes in our place of not knowing what Yahweh's doing maybe we reach out and give an encouragement word to somebody else that you may feel like is doing better than you but maybe they need it and out of that doing doing that you know Yahweh's faithful and I just want to read it really quick if I can get it to come up again so just wanted you to know that I'm thinking of you this morning think about that all the way up there with their own deal going on. And her mess, she's thinking about us. I'm thinking of you this morning and the sweet blessing you all have been to us. Sending love to all of you and the entire family at the Rock there in Panama City. But you know, it's hard to break old habits, but we're the Rock of Bay County. May your house be overflowing with praise this morning. Just know we are praying for you all daily. No doubt, now go move your mountains. That's what, I I, I declare, I release that to you. That's from all the way up there in some kind of land up there, all the way down here, that somebody, Yahweh had somebody that knows us, that's thinking about us today. I love that. 
So I just, it's a, what a what a blessing. Anyway, I love y'all. Amen. That's awesome. We do have so many people that care about this family outside. Um, I know that um, the Rock of Northwest Arkansas. Um, I talked to Apostle Todd the other day, and he <clears throat> he just wanted to make sure that I was completely good with it, which of course I was. But they they have a their first fruits offering. They started to do a new thing where they. Uh, do like 50 days to Pentecost or some kind of deal. I don't know what they exactly they call it, but in those 50 days, they don't just have one you know amount of money or one thing that they give, but they actually just in those 50 days, they just whatever is on their heart that day. You know, they live in that day and they just they they give they give they give and um, and he uh, Miss Autumn had it on her heart and she shared with Apostle Todd that she believes that her word was that that money should go to her family. And she said that my family is in Panama City. And so they're going to give all of that to, to this house and to the building of what the new might be. And that's awesome. You're right, Donna. It is, it's absolutely vital to know that they're you know, you're you're not the kingdom. Like I always say, it's not about isolation. It's about relationship. And there's, this is, this is our relationship here as a family, but there are others that are a part of this house and that we should be speaking words of life and encouragement over them and, and thinking of them too. We should also be the ones to send the text, right? Like we need it, but so do they. And so let's be thoughtful people. Uh, Pastor Jeff and, um, and Miss Linda had a sudden loss recently. Um, she lost her father. And so uh, today I just want to, I want to recognize that. And I just want to, I want us to be praying for her. You know, because even, even when there's, there's times of loss that maybe come expectedly, obviously unexpected is a lot tougher, but even if it's expected, loss is loss and it's difficult. And so, so I, we've prayed together as a, uh, as a staff, and, and we just spoke peace over her and spoke peace over their family and speak peace over Andrew and Amy um, and, and, just, and just wrap them up when you see them. You know, let, we can get spiritual here and just, you know, say a prayer and then go on like nothing happened. But what, what I mean, come on, like what about a hug for real? Like what about the touch? Just telling them we love them. And we do love him. We do speak peace and, 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 and uh, that peace that re- genuinely passes understanding, pass, surpasses circumstances. He meets you in those moments. Drawing near to him, he draws near to you. So, um, so, I, so I speak that over them and uh, just, just love them, hug on them, and, uh, and think of them this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.